Godzilla, Destroy, or Podcasts. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for episode 3 of Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. I am your stout, handsome, devilishly good-looking host, Logan Voe. Logan, King of the Deathmatch Voe. I am joined today by Charles Montgomery Witherspoon. Yes, I am the co-host, Charles Witherspoon. And, no, I'm just Charles. You're just Chuck? Just Chuck. Just Charles? Chuck, Charles, Charlie, Chuckles. I have so many names. I like to call you Charles. That's my favorite nickname for you. Charles. Charles, because I just leave off the S. And it sounds like a whole different name. I say it a lot. Have you never noticed in the eight years we've known, ten years we've known each other? Ah, I thought there was something else you always called me too, though. Oh, I call it, you a. I, I saw. Was it Charles? Charles, Carl, Cluck. Who who called me Chuckleton? Was that you or Alec? Probably, probably Alec. Yeah, I think. It was I don't know. I call. I've called you Chuckleton, but Charles is my favorite. No, Carlton. That's what he called me. I called you Carlton. Oh, that was you. Yes. Okay. Because so I, I combined his Charlton and Carl. Right, so Logan was Carlton. Alec Are you was... writing that down? <laughs> no, I'm not writing it down. <laughs> it was emphasizing with my hand. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Charles, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you, Mr. Bo? I'm good. We're recording this uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, we are. This will come out later in June at some point, but three-day weekend feels good. Oh, it's going to be glorious. I'm ready to get a little little frisky, a little, little I'm vaxxed and waxed and ready to go out there and do something wild. I'm just going to chill at home and maybe play video games. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I downloaded uh, the fucking uh, Mass Effect redo, the, the uh, HD remake of Mass Effect. I was not aware there was one. Yeah, it came out like a month, like two weeks ago or so. Oh, well, to yeah, be fair, the... I've never played Mass Effect. You've never played Mass Effect? I am a criminal in the gaming community. <laughs> what do you mean you're a criminal in the gaming there community? There are games I have not played that people would kill me for not playing. Because you just play Skyrim over and over <laughs> and over and over again. Don't, don't, don't fix what's not broken. How many hours have you put into Skyrim, you think? I've put over 300 something hours in Monster Hunter World already. 300 hours of Monster World yes. on that bottom tier game. To me, it is the most fun game I've had since Skyrim. That's that's painful to hear. And and the if we're talking about Skyrim, back when the Xbox 360 Arcade was out, I put in enough hours to get a character to level 82 on Skyrim legally without using cheats or mods. Fair enough. But yeah, you should check out Mass Effect. Uh, all three games are, are redo, re HD remaked, and really good. Are they free to download? Or do you have no, to it's not free to download. It's like it's like sixty <laughs> well, bucks. Game Pass is a thing. It's sixty bucks. It might come to Game Pass soon. Wait, so is it sixty bucks for all three or sixty? Sixty bucks for all three. Oh well, that's so not a hard buy. Twenty bucks a game, technically. Yeah, that's not a hard buy. I could do that. And it's 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 fantastic. You get to fuck an alien if you want to do it. I you know I knew that ahead of time. Because that was everywhere on the internet for a while. Because fucking weird people. Nothing wrong. If aliens are real, and I'm a very firm believer that aliens yeah. are real. You also see stuff like that in the Witcher games, too. If they're like, hey, we want to fuck you. Be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'll anyway. Fu I'll fuck an alien. And anyway, anyway. call you Andrew. <laughs> I'll fuck an alien, Charles. I, I, wouldn't, I don't know. Would you fuck an alien? Probably, I don't know, I'm fucking weird. Which Godzilla alien would you fuck? <sighs> well, they're all either cockroaches or shit, so probably none. I think the Zillion might be the safest. They're like the most like straight up just human. Yeah, but have you seen what they actually look like? Though? No. 
No, and you in Final Wars, you there there when you kill a zillion in that like that the head of whatever master is wearing splits open like this weird metallic skin looking thing. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's it's either a weird space ape like from Mechagodzilla or cockroaches from Gigan. Yeah, I mean, if a zillion's wearing the disguise, maybe, but they don't blink ever. So that would be I'm weird. Into that. I'm into <laughs> that. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, what, what what the fuck are we talking about today? I Charles? don't know. I said anyways like twice earlier. Well, I'm trying to fill time. We this this boy we're talking about today only has one movie to talk about. So. And it's a good movie to me. Anyway. So me filling time is just would you fuck an alien or not? So Alright. Uh, what what what, what kaiju are we talk about today? Today we're talking about the kaiju known as Biolanti from the Heisei series. You say it weird. Biolante. Biolante. You say Biolante. Tay T, I don't know. I mean, well, it comes from like a French word, so Biolante. It's like it's French. Je voudrais un hot dog. Je femme. I took two years of French. That's all I remember how to say. I'm hungry. I want a hot dog. But you said it with like a Russian accent. There's no Russian accent. That was a French accent. Well, I don't know the difference. The Russian accent is like, I stab you in the face or you give me vodka. And oh, God, Fr- that was French, good. French is like, oh, uh... We oui, we oui, uh, 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 give me a uh, a hot dog. So they're a little higher pitched then. I I don't know. That's just how I'm I do it. Be crucified by both of those. They're they're white, so you can you can do those accents. Don't really get upset. I okay. If you do like a, a an ethnic accent, I think it's a little more iffy. You yeah, could, you could do yeah. an African accent because you are a black man, and I could do an Asian accent because I am an Asian man. But true. So, yeah, we're talking about Biolante. Uh, tell me about this big boy. And I mean big boy. Oh, yeah, this guy is... What's the addition- movie he first appears in? He appears in Godzilla vs. Biolante. It's the second movie of the Heisei series. Uh, yes, yes, second movie. Uh, he's the first villain of the Heisei series. Yes, he's the first actual kaiju villain he has to fight in the Heisei series. Before then, there's the Super X, but that's just some plane that... The Japanese made the to fight humans him. made, yeah. Yeah, so actual monster villain would be Biolante. Although I don't feel it's fully villainized, but we'll go into that a little bit later. So first let's uh let's get some stats on this guy. He is uh 120 meters tall, which is pretty tall. That's his final form though. Yeah, that's his final form. His uh first form is only 85, right. which is more closer to Godzilla's. So size. what's the first form look like? The first form is just a giant rose with tentacles everywhere. And it has little teethers in the middle. Oh yes, no. The uh, in the center of the rose, you just see like a little jaw with teeth, like a, like a crocodile snout. Yeah, a little bit, but it's just encased in rose petals. Mm-hmm. And then it has like little tentacles that have the, that mouth on those as well. But those are scarier because they spit acid from those big um rock or uh, uh, little shop of horrors. You ever see little shop of horrors with Rick Moranis? No. Oh well, there's the giant being a slide trap. It says feed me, see more, and he's got like little talking tendrils. Big energy, same energy. Oh. Educate yourself. It's a good musical. Uh, educate myself. It's a musical. <laughs> yeah, it's a musical. that's probably why I haven't seen it. You don't like musicals? No, I'm not big on them. I've seen a few, but I'm not huge on yeah, musicals. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big musical fan either. But cartoons, I'm more acceptable of musical cartoons, but like live action musicals, I do not like them very much. All right, that's fair. I'm not gonna hold it against you. All right, so big giant rose, red rose. Yeah, big red rose. Um, big tentacles stays in the water. Completely in the first form. Yeah, it's in, uh, I don't remember the name of the lake, but some lake in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Because these all take place in Japan for the most part. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, its weight in that form is somewhere between 60 to 100k metric tons. Still a big beefy boy. Yeah, still still pretty heavy. But uh, later on, when it transforms into its real form, which is known as the plant beast, Mm -hmm. it pops up to 120 meters tall and weighs a staggering 200,000 metric tons. Uh... The biggest, heaviest kaiju of the entire Godzilla verse. You can go if you go into the video games, or if you go into, uh, um, you know, the comic books. It gets a little different, but the accepted yes, Godzilla. Yes, yeah, as far as any of those movies from any of the eras, that is the heaviest. He's the heaviest boy. And then if you count Space Godzilla in diamond form, yeah, but that's only when he's flying around, though. Yeah. So I don't fully count it since he's not constantly that heavy. Mm-hmm. But Biollante's final form is always that heavy. It's a beefy boy. Um, so what does he look like in his giant plant form? In his giant plant form, he just looks like a huge mass of like green vine plant life mm-hmm. with like a glowing core at the center. And I, when I say huge mass, I mean like this thing is like fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fat mass of green bio life form. With just a red glowing center core. And then, and then its head just looks like a giant maw of teeth in the shape of an alligator's head. Yeah, again, crocodile or guy's head. And then the mouth opens up and it's, instead of having a tongue or a roof of the mouth, it's just it's sword-like just, teeth. It's just rows of teeth. It's stalactites and stalagmites of teeth. Yeah, just something you never want to have to end up inside of. So a big, green, beefy plant boy. Yeah. And uh, he does still have multiple tentacles around him, each with a little mouth on it. Yeah, no, this thing is just scary to look at sometimes. It's definitely... He does have, like, some of Godzilla's spikes going down his back, because he does have Godzilla's DNA. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, tangent to that, uh, Biolente was actually created by Dr. Shiragami... Who added? You're real afraid to say that first name, aren't you? <laughs> Fine, I'll say Doctor Genichiro Shiragami. There, I practiced his name like five times before we did this. All right, all right. Uh, he was created by him when he added Godzilla cells that were taken from the previous movie's uh, demolition site, mm-hmm. and added it to a rose that he had already added the cells of his dead daughter to. So, we'll we'll get into that in a second of the plot i guess let's cover it now real quick like so this guy has his daughter gets killed so he takes her dna and puts it in flowers that way he can still have yeah his way of preserving her soul which is is kind of sweet i don't know how that works scientifically maybe some weird genome thing could Uh, they they had a thing where they had some psychics come to see if they could hear her soul in the plant but uh, that's right we we see mickey who is like the only reoccurring yeah she's in a lot of movies actually i forgot that that was mickey she's in every other heisei godzilla movie I believe. yeah i think that was actually her first scene yeah so she's a psychic that comes by he's like hey i can talk to your dead daughter's brain in these plants you know, that actually gives you a thought of how much time passes if she's in that movie all the way till the last movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's in Destroyer, which is the last one. Yeah. We learn more every day. Did you not know that? I forgot that that was her. I've actually. seen three of the Heisei movies and I knew that she was like the only recurring character. Well, I, f- I forgot that that was her name. I did not rewatch the Mickey. movie before we did this. Yeah. M-I-K-I. That's how they... Oh, that's her name spelled? Well, in English, yeah. I don't know the kanji. 
But well, true, true. I watch with I watch with. But anyway, on. so um, so let's get into the abilities of Biolante. Wait, without recovering the plot. No, no. I said we're gonna do that in a little bit. I just oh. want to talk about the plant with the with the. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So the powers uh, in the first form, its powers are more or less simple. It can just control the tentacles mm-hmm. and spray acid from them. Yes. Uh, it could also be said that it can use those tentacles to form a shield wall, which it actually does in the movie to block one of Godzilla's atomic ray blasts. Yes. So that's about all the first form can do. Yeah. A little more, uh, little more subdued. The, yeah, but once it did lose that first fight, it did use the ability to turn into uh, energy spores to fly away and retreat, which is also how it can fully heal itself. Yeah, the doctor who created him, uh, created by Alante, theorized that it could be absolutely invincible. What? Immortal, more or less. Immortal is like, this could be, like, legit, like, because that's why he spliced the di- the Godzilla DNA with the rose. So yeah, it so it would, it would, yeah, so forever preserve his daughter yeah so then like the second it gets clapped it's like i guess not but he didn't see the energy spores i'm guessing i'm guessing that or he just thought that it was just the spores going off and just dying yeah so then fully regens the new big mama baby yeah then it retains all the tentacle and acid spray abilities as along with the energy spore regeneration ability and then picks up a couple more uh, it gets basically super regeneration without having to go into the spores. Mm-hmm. It can just reconstitute really fast. You possibly see an instance of this in the movie, although some people think it was just a accidental continuity cut from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Although, based on what you see in the comics, it can regenerate from very small amounts of matter of itself back to full health after so much time, but at a really accelerated rate, so I assume that it just healed in the movie, too. Yeah, well... It's a fair assumption. I'll, I'll accept that, honestly. Yeah, I would accept it as a fair, as, you know, a fair assumption. If every other media source says it can do it, then probably did the movie. And then, instead of just out of the tendrils, it gets the radioactive... Yeah. Slime. The, uh, the, sli- the, uh, the sap is actually what it is. It's radioactive acidic sap. Roses don't have sap, Charles. No, they don't. I don't know where that came from, but I'm guessing it's just a because as a plant monster, it has sap as like some kind of spray. <laughs> it's I don't. It's, it, it's a bit of a jump, but it works. It it can pull a a a real gross move, spewed out of its mouth. Yeah, it just sprays it like just a, a volley of spray out of its mouth, and this sap is strong enough to do severe damage to Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And the tendrils become powerful enough to pierce him easily. Is in the movie, I believe you see it pierce one of his hands with relative ease. Yeah, it was a pretty cool scene, actually. Because um, I, I just rewatched the movie like an hour ago before we started recording. Um, and I was like, oh, look, look, look at the boy. But Right? Like, he actually puts up a pretty good fight against him. Uh, so, a couple of fun facts about the suit. It took over 32 piano wires to move the tendrils of the final form. And over 20 people running it. Yeah, this 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 thing was huge. It took a lot of manpower to keep it moving. The the record for piano wire before Biolante was King Ghidorah um from Destroy All Monsters which was 22. So it beat it by 10 piano wires, which that's actually a pretty high number for that. Yeah. So it's just kind of insane. Also, the suit itself is about 10 feet tall, a little over 3 meters. Uh, by the metric system, so yeah, th- this is a huge fucking undertaking of a suit. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is wild. Um, how do you feel about like the the aesthetic of 
like the way it looks. Yeah, what do you what do you think of it? I thought it was actually pretty interesting as far as design goes for uh, Godzilla Monster. You you like it? Yeah, I thought it looked hmm. uh, different from most other monsters that they come up with. It, it, it's, it is unique in the way it looked. It is very unique. It's very different considering most other monsters are either a dinosaur looking thing or a guy you can tell it's a person in a suit like right. King Caesar. Oh, it's a it's a man in a lion suit, you know. Right. But I don't know how I feel about this one. It's kind of hard to see. A lot of, Heisei's big thing is all the fights are at night. So you can't really get a good look at the monster. Um that's <laughs> their thing. Yeah. Uh, Especially when it's a dark green monster with a dark skied background. Yeah, kind of hard to see. So, like, seeing what it looks like on the video games and the comic books, you kind of get, like, a better idea of it. Although, these movies are meant to be, like, horror movies, so I understand why a lot of the fights take place at night and in dark Mm -hmm. areas. And Biolanti having that glowing core, I think, gave it a nice horror aesthetic of, like, this is an actual monster of a monster. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... I don't I don't know how I feel about the look, honestly. I like the tendrils. I like the, the mouths on the tendrils. That's cool. But it honestly, it never really feels like Godzilla is in danger from the mon- from the kaiju in this movie. Mm. He's in danger from the humans because like they genetically engineer this weird bacteria that can like eat radiation from the inside of his body. Yeah. And then also the Super X2 which is the cool flying ship that like has the fire mirror that reverts back. Yeah, that was um I feel like they uh brought that idea back for another version of Mechagodzilla in the Heisei series too. Uh basically they absorb the blast from Godzilla's ray and send it back at at least equal or double power. Mm. Yeah, so I I with how big and like menacing Biolante looks it's beaten really easily in the fights. It's it's honestly, uh, I don't... Yeah, in regard to that, uh, it does have a weakness when being hit with Godzilla's atomic rays, where its DNA doesn't react well from it. And so when Godzilla just blasted it right down its maw, it, mm-hmm. it caused like a catastrophic meltdown inside and caused Biolanta to like basically explode a little bit, which is what actually happened there. Do you know what other monster Godzilla beat by shooting an atomic ray down its maw? Uh, I believe Ogura. O- Ogura? And yeah, then, from uh, Godzilla 2000, the Millennium series. Yeah, I just watched like a month ago for the first time. And then also um, Legendary. It beats like uh, one of the Mutos. But yeah, so that happens like three different times. I mean, it's a cool go-to move. Honestly. Oh, yeah. It's a cool finisher. I mean, in Legendary, they took it one step further where he did it long enough for the head to separate. That was freaking brutal. Yeah, it's the RKO of finishers. <laughs> right, right. Um, You got anything else uh, fun fact-wise or appearance-wise, ability-wise? Not generally off the top of my head okay rather than what i stated yeah not a big deal um we can go right into the plot of this film so as we said it's just the one movie uh it's the first villain of the heisei series and this movie is kind of overall accepted as a really great godzilla movie yeah biolante actually has a lot of a fan base despite only having one movie appearance we're gonna get into this charles you're a big fan of this movie you like this this kaiju. I don't like this movie that much. I thought it was just like, I'm like, all right, the first time I saw it was like three years ago. I'm like, ah, I'll give it a shot. I watched it today and I was still just like, not into it, man. <laughs> like the Super X2 stuff, cool. The, uh, the, 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 the cool like flying ship that the humans built, cool. Like the humans are actually kind of like beating up Godzilla a little bit. This motherfucker, it's like, he doesn't even pose a threat. Like I, his I first, disagree. his first form, he gets clapped 
Well, yeah, it's just his first form. Anything second with a first form, form is going to get clapped. Second form, he stabs his hand, and that's about all he does. Like it's, He stabs his hand, he melts some of his head. I don't think it was that. I, w- I don't know. And then, so, this movie is not like other Kaiju Godzilla movies. The director of this movie said on on record, he's not a big Godzilla fan. He wanted to do a spy movie. There's a lot of spy movie shenanigans in this film. Oh yeah, I, I found that out right away when they had a whole spy thing getting just the just getting the cells from the excavation site. Yeah, so there are like I say excavation site when it was just a destroyed city, but destroyed city. Um, it was cool. There's a film where you see the the museum, the Godzilla Memorial Museum, and like the roof is like a where Godzilla put his footprint through like a roof or something. They just put oh. glass over it. I'm like that's cool. I would do that too, <laughs> but. Yeah, this movie, Godzilla doesn't show up until a long, like, 40 minutes into the film. Like, they recap a little bit at the beginning where he's, like, kind of falls into a volcano. Well, yeah, he's trapped in a volcano because of the last movie. So, for continuity, it makes sense that he didn't show up. I'm just saying, I'm going to see a Godzilla movie. I want to see Godzilla. You have to also agree with the continuity of what they're going for. I don't care about the continuity half the time. I mean, when I sit there and watch a Godzilla film and it's 40 minutes of a spy thriller, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. All right, I so, guess so from defend your it, defend it. Why do you love this film? I like it because it introduces a lot of interesting things, like such as using Godzilla's cells to create an energy source that would be beneficial for human society. And for having unique monster traits on their monsters that they introduced and the fact that they actually bring up these monsters in later movies as plausible reasons for new monsters. Okay. Do you like the spy thriller stuff? Does it does it keep your attention at all? A little bit, but not very much, no. It's it's not well done. It's not The spy stuff is not. not well done because they it's have very generic spy stuff, yes. It's very generic. It's just, oh, I'm going to steal this thing. I steal it back. And they're not, like, using cool spy weapons. They're just, like, five of them with machine guns break in, kill everyone, and take it. Yeah, this isn't any 007 stuff going No, on. it's not. And then what also annoyed me is they had these these non-English-speaking actors speaking English to where you could tell they don't, they're not regular English speakers, so they're just probably told phonetically how to say this. And it's hard to understand them. Very hard. And then they subtitle it, but in Japanese. So I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? <laughs> I don't understand what they're saying. This isn't fair. Give me yeah, English but subtitles. Well, that's like that's a casting issue, though. I get it. And Shin Godzilla had the same problem because they had like the um, quote unquote American diplomat who she on record said, "I don't know how to speak English. Speak English. I just said it what they told me to say." And it's like, yeah, it's hard. Like, oh, I know there's English speaking people in Japan. Yeah. They're- so. But I, I don't know. It, it, it all comes down to whoever's casting. It. Like you can blame that on them. I guess. So yeah, this is more of a spy movie. This is unlike any other Godzilla movie you'll see because of all the human interaction stuff. Yeah, there there is quite a bit more human interaction in this one than most, I would say. But I still enjoyed the movie as far as monsters go. So all right, let, let's let's get back to it a little bit of why the doctor fused the rose with his daughter, his dead daughter. And then why did he fuse it with Godzilla genes? Well, he fused the rose with his dead daughter's cells because he wanted to find a way to preserve his daughter. Right. Admirable. It's fair. I get it. And then uh, once he learned that Godzilla's cells had regenerative abilities, he wanted to use them to basically keep that rose alive forever. 
because you know plants wither and die eventually. But he would he thought that with the Godzilla cells, it would never die. Because when Godzilla came out of the volcano, it caused an earthquake and kind of destroyed his lab. So his first reaction was, let's, let's splice it with Godzilla. Don't look at me. That's what happened. I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you watched this movie? It's been a minute, but I'm trying to remember the order of operations of how that actually happened. I don't think... Was it him coming out of the volcano? No. because oh, Hold on. His lab got destroyed. I, mean, I, I wasn't super paying close attention, but <laughs> I, they, they said the volcano erupted. And then the next scene was his lab was destroyed. So unless he got ransacked, ransacked. Oh, okay, so the the eruption caused the lab to be destroyed, but him getting out didn't. That didn't happen till later, though. It was like literally like five minutes later. Yeah, but in the movie, that's like a, a couple years later. But she was dead for a long time before he actually got out of the volcano. I'm talking about when he spliced Godzilla. Genes. Oh, okay. So we're going that. Okay, <laughs> I'm off. What topic is wrong here. with you? I misheard what you said. When when I we were talking about him splicing Godzilla genes, <laughs> and then I said he did it because his lab got destroyed no, I, I was, from the eruption. But I, for some reason in my head, I was thinking of we were talking about when she died. No, she died because some suicide bomber blew up the building because they wanted the Godzilla genes. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, and that's that's the spy part. I was gonna gloss over that because it's it's I don't know. I guess I guess it's important why the daughter died, but it's just I forget why they wanted to steal them though. I think it was some economics thing or yeah, because other. they found a way to like make like energy from Godzilla's DNA or some yeah, shit. Some, also like something like then, to help plants grow to like yeah, feed their people. Or some some, stuff. some evil organization wants to steal it because they can make fuel out of it. It was a whole fucking thing. It was. This movie's not good. This movie is not good, but the people monsters, love it. The monsters are good. You watch the movie for the monsters. You have to just... The monsters aren't good! I like Go- the monsters. Okay, Godzilla looks awesome. This is a very... This is top-tier Godzilla suit. This is one of my favorite suits. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Biolante is a boring fucking thing. But it's so unique and cool-looking. Because it's unique doesn't make it good. I think it does. I also like the way it looks. It's, it's a chump. It, it has... <laughs> It holds up as much of a fight as King Caesar does against... It wins the long fight, alright? How does it win the long it's fight? It's basically immortal. Alright, we're gonna get into how it quote-unquote comes back, kinda, in a minute, I guess. But, alright, so... Giant Rose appears, and it calls for Godzilla. For right? Some, for some reason, yeah. For some reason, because it has Godzilla cells, so maybe it's like, I gotta fight me, I gotta fight myself, I don't know. Doesn't really explain why it's calling it. No, but Godzilla does answer the call. Godzilla, like, there's a cool scene with him fighting the Super X2 in the water and shit. So, yeah, that was cool. He shows up and just beats the fuck out of Biolante Rose for him. It blocked a shot. Blocking a shot. <laughs> didn't even block it all the way. It's like, all right, it makes a wall of tendrils to block the atomic breath. It shoots through it and still gets hit. It held it off for a good few seconds. That's (laughs) impressive. It's engulfed in flames. Name another monster that's held off his atomic ray without taking a direct hit first. Ghidorah. When did he block one? Well, he took it. He took it like a champ. He's like, he took it, but he. I said block. I'm arguing the ability to block a blast, not take one. Uh, Well, I'm sure Mechagodzilla probably could have the original because it had the little spinny force field. Godzilla oh, tried to God punch it, yeah, but no. I bet if he atomic blast, it probably would have reflected. Yeah, I don't know if he actually did atomic blast that. But I don't know. I just refer back to our later or earlier podcast. How is out. making a wall of vines cool <laughs> to you? It's I don't know. It's just kind of cool. 
I'm just, I'm, I maybe I'm putting too much on you. I just want to know why it's awesome, and you say it's a good, like, why is this such a great movie? Oh, because it's unique. It, I don't think that makes it a good movie. Well, I didn't say it made it a good movie. I said that it made the monster good. All right. Like, the, I think the monster is good because it's unique. I didn't say the movie was good because it was unique. All right, all right, all right. Like, the movie's unique for having a lot of unnecessary spy stuff and a monster. But there's more spy stuff than the monster. But in the bits that the monster's in, I think it's a good movie. I'm going to hit you with something. You're going to hate <laughs> me for this. Why? Baby Godzilla. Manila. That's a unique looking monster. Does that make him good? <laughs> you hate that little fucker. It's... It doesn't look good. It looks creepy, but it's cute. <laughs> it does look creepy. But does it make him good? By using your own logic of Biolante being unique. My logic is selective, damn it. I'm just saying, your logic doesn't hold a lot of ground. A lot of logic in this world doesn't hold a lot of ground. <laughs> Alright, so Violante gets his dick kicked in, turns into radioactive yeah, he, dust. He, yeah, he turns it to energy spores, we could have covered this. Sure. Floats into the atmosphere, and then reconstitutes later into its plant beast form, mm -hmm. which is cool looking in its design. Sure. As far as being a horror monster goes. Sure. <laughs> You're just groaning sure, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so while it's regathering itself and transforming, Godzilla fights the humans. There's a cool scene where they're like they have like four different bazookas to shoot this uh, bacteria in Godzilla, and like Godzilla notices it and just like destroys the building that he's in because he's all cocky. He's like, "Yeah, we got him. All right, I'm gonna go smoke smoke a J." And then Godzilla goes up to the building. Yeah. And he's like, "The fuck you think you're doing?" And just smashes the building. Now that moment actually does get referenced in a later movie too. Does it? It does. And uh. Actually, is that in Space Godzilla that gets referenced? Yeah, that actually also gets referenced in Space Godzilla. The guy that's on that island with uh, young Zilla, young Godzilla, is actually the partner of that dude that had the bazooka that got smashed by Godzilla when he noticed him. Oh. And that's why he's there trying to get rid of Godzilla. Okay. I've yet to see Space Godzilla. When oh. we cover it, I'll watch it. But yeah. Well, fun fact for that there. Thank you. Thank you for that, Charles. That's why you're here. Yeah, because this movie has a lot of plot points set up for other movies. <sighs> and that makes it a somewhat good movie for plot-wise. Oh, because it's convoluted makes it good. No, because it sets up a lot of stuff that does become good. <laughs> you're getting mad. It's I the like, baseline like. for the Heisei series, and it sets up a lot of movies. I like this. You're mad. <laughs> I like Mad Charles. <laughs> I am argumentative, Charles. You have not seen Mad Charles. I like this. Keep it up. You'll find out. All right. So let's talk about the final fight between Godzilla and Biollante. Right, so Biollante shows up in its final form to take Godzilla on a second time. I don't know why it wants to fight it, but it does. <laughs> and as I stated earlier, it is a horrifying looking monster which yeah, we, we i don't think i, I don't think I, thought, I don't think i stated my favorite thing about the way it looks i think the head and spine part having a godzilla aesthetic but not being the most prominent part of it made it look pretty good it looks kind of like godzilla but that's not the most important part about it so for people having a hard time visualizing what it looks like it looks like a giant plate of like overcooked spinach with a alligator head overcooked spinach yeah i'm gonna throw lettuce at you <laughs> yeah i all right i like the head i'll give you that the head looking crocodile and godzilla like with the giant maw of teeth that's cool the giant blob of roots and tendrils and little stubby feet eh. so you're telling me if you saw that in real life you wouldn't shit yourself and run in horror no of course i would but i'm <laughs> watching a movie with like 
a three-headed dragon monster from space. Right, and but the point of a monster in a movie is to think, if I actually saw this, would it scare the shit out of me? Would that not? I, that's not the point of the movie, though. The point of the monster looking like that is. No, if that were the case, then explain Manila. If I saw that, I'll fucking run. <laughs> that thing explain is so Godzilla creepy looking. I'd fucking run. Explain Godzilla Jr. from Heisei. He's adorable looking. Okay, but when he gets older, he looks like Godzilla, and then you'd have to run. He eventually he yeah. has a growth a growth period where like anything looks cute as a baby until it grows up, and you're like, oh shit, I need to run now. Is that what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking adorable as a child. I have pictures to prove it. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying you're accused of baby. Now you're just like some wandering homeless man beast. <laughs> homeless man beast. <laughs> See what you're saying? I dress like I'm homeless. You plead the fifth on that one, Charles. <laughs> I bet you are. All right. So how's the fight go? Uh, well, at first, I actually think Biollante had the upper hand, holding him off at bay until he starts using his atomic breath. Then it becomes more of uh, Godzilla's going to win the fight. He does get stabbed in the hand. He gets Nickelodeon slimed from the sap, and it's like all over him. Yeah, it starts melting some of his skin a bit. Godzilla but the only reason, I think the only reason Biollante even had a chance a little bit there is because earlier in the movie, they infected Godzilla with that bacteria that can eat radiation. And like they set up this elaborate trap to like lower his body temperature to like, or heat up his body temperature to make it effect, even more effective. Yeah, that probably did play a part in it because throughout the entire fight, he does look a bit sluggish, a little mm-hmm. weaker, and it's because this stuff is starting to take effect, and the acid spray is actually heated, so mm-hmm. when he, the more he hit him with the spray, the weaker Godzilla was getting. So, yeah, Bailante only had a shot there because the humans gave him the assist. Still a cool monster, damn it. Okay. But he ends up defeating him, how does Godzilla, Big G, defeat Bailante? He blasts his ray right down his mouth. Cool. It's a cool way to go out. Yeah, it's always a cool way to go out. Okay. So, Bailante basically kind of explodes because he has a negative reaction to the radiation Godzilla blasted him with. And he retreats by turning into the spores and floating into the atmosphere. And then you see Erica, the dead daughter. Yeah, you see her spirit kind of leave the spores. And it goes into space. Yeah. Well, just the atmosphere. They say later that they think it escaped into space. And then then that's how other things happen. Yeah, let's go into that real quick before I want to bring up one one other thing. So... Goes into space, what happens then? Or yes. possibly goes into space. Yeah. So in a future movie, uh, once again, Space Godzilla, they theorized that Space Godzilla was created out of one of two ways. Uh, there were two instances in which Godzilla's cells possibly made it into space. Biollante's spores was one of them. The other one was Mothra possibly having some of his cells on him after his fight with him when he flew into space. Right. To stop a meteor. So yeah, possibly Space Biollante turns into Mechagod- or Space Godzilla. Yeah, so, Space Godzilla is a cool looking So creature. potentially Space Godzilla, which is a badass looking monster. That's a unique, cool looking kaiju. <laughs> Only possible because of Biollante. 50-50 sh- chance. 50. We don't know that for sure. So. It's more likely spores than a mother possibly having blood on him. So, yeah, that that's basically the, the whole film. There's some cool psychic stuff with Mickey trying to, like, talk to the dead daughter, trying to talk to Godzilla and whatnot. Um, yeah, well, what, what, do you, what do you rate this movie? Well, personally, for just talking the monster stuff, but I guess what you have to say it as a whole, they're going to argue and yell at me about it. 
Uh, I'll give it a a generous 7 out of 10. Giving this a 7 out of 10. For me, yes. Okay. I, I liked, I really liked Biolante. I, I like the weird monsters. I think we should do a couple other, like, because there's, there's some very controversial movies in the Godzilla fandom. Yeah, there's a few. This one, not really controversial. This one's kind of universally liked. I just don't like it. But then there's, like, Godzilla All Out Monsters Attack, which has baby Godzilla in the weird fantasy dream bullshit. That, that was a weird movie. Um, Godzilla vs. Hedera. Hedera. That's a very... What? Well, that one was more educational about pollution. But also, it has a lot of weird, trippy, psychedelic scenes. That yeah, mean, that... you know, you're right, it does. There's a lot of, like, nightclub trippy stuff yeah, going on people there. people either like... love it or hate it, and I don't know, let's not say what each other like, like it or not, because we'll cover that in a future episode, but that'd be interesting to talk about. You know, those 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 controversial Godzilla picks. Yeah. Movie picks. Um... But yeah, one other thing I want to talk about this movie really quick. Uh, Toho actually uh, got the plot from a fan because they did a write-in contest of like, hey, tell us the new plot of the new Godzilla film. So a dentist who is a part-time screenwriter who also, who wrote like a, an episode of Ultraman, you know, the idea of like, well, let's step away from Godzilla and nuclear weapons and talk about biological warfare and let's do this thing with a plant that becomes a giant monster. And they liked it, and they went with that idea. Over 5,000 suggestions. See? By population, or by popular opinion, a plant monster is cool. Well, by a dentist's opinion. Accepted by the makers of Godzilla movies. Sure. <laughs> but to be fair, like I, looked, like, I saw an article that said some of the other ideas that were possible. Hitler comes back to life and controls Godzilla. <laughs> no! That was someone's suggestion. No, no, come yes, on. That was someone's suggestion. Of course someone thought of that. Jesus. So if I had to choose between Hitler controlling Godzilla or a weird plant monster, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go with the plant monster. Yeah. Uh, talking about controversial movies, I think that would have took the top of the list. You know, I actually kind of want to see that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to see what could have been. Jesus. Yeah, that would have been fun. Oh, it would have been so bad. They would have gotten the, I think they might have gotten in trouble for that one. Oh, it was the 80s. No, you're right. There's a lot of Hitler shit stuff. Shit was wild in the 80s, there's, dude. There's a lot of video games that Hitler in it now. People, Yeah, people shit in the shit, in the shit has shit uh, now. Has Hitler in it now. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Godzilla vs. Biollante. Uh, if you guys watch it, let us know what you think. It's kind of hard to find. Especially for Western audiences. You might be able to buy the Blu-ray on Amazon, but it's kind of expensive now. You might want to check if your copy is like the expensive one, Chuck, because... It's, like, worth a lot of money now. I got it at Walmart, so I'm doubting, but I'll check. Yeah, you might want to just check online, because, like, I was going to try to buy the movie, and it's, like, the DVD is, like, $400. Uh, okay, like, I, it's sitting on my bed at home. I'll go look. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, So I found it online to stream for free. Legally or not, I don't know. Um, And then, yeah, it's not streaming anywhere else, like Hulu or Netflix or anything like that. Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, that's probably why it's, like, $400. Yeah, the, the license got taken away. Um. But yeah, uh, anything else you want to add about this weird, creepy boy? What are your overall thoughts on Biolante? It's fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. I think it's a letdown. The monster's awesome. The movie's somewhat of a letdown. It's a weird, like, this is the first film of the Heisei, and you're going to choose, like, a non-known villain. I want to say technically, but it is just the first one. The the one before that it spawns the Heisei series technically wasn't part of the Heisei series, but... I, I count it because it's a continuated story. Yeah, like this was a uh, this had bad uh, film draw for Japan. That's why they went back to older known villains for the next few movies. 
they they went with uh, King Ghidorah and the Mechagodzilla, you know, and then yeah. they went kind of wild again with Space Godzilla and Destroya. But Destroya is actually a really cool monster. I need to see that one actually because I, I do want to watch that one. That looks like really good. I'll I'll hook you up. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you could please uh, give us five stars on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, iTunes or sorry, Spotify now is a thing where if you're following us. You can get notifications for when we go live with a new episode. So hit that button. Um, check out my other show, Lost Legends Tales of Thern. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I'm on the uh, I'm on the podcast Top Five of Death pretty frequently. I guess there if you want to hear me there. Uh, check, follow our Twitter at Godzilla DAP. You follow my personal shit at Hey Yo Logan Vo on Twitter and Instagram. Charles, you got anything? I actually don't have very much personal social media, so no, just go ahead and bug Logan. You're very fucking lucky. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I'm addicted. I'm just sucked in now. I'm on Facebook, but that's about it. Yeah, you're not giving out your personal Facebook, though. Nope. <laughs> but, alright, guys, thank you so much, and until next time, keep on stomping. Keep, oh, go destroy a city. No, no. <laughs> There's not much you can say. No, I'm not gonna end it on that one. <laughs> Try again. Uh... Don't let your dead daughter become a giant monster. I was going to go, don't get crushed, but okay. I like mine more. Fair enough.